Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. It is 27 minutes, 23 minutes, my apologies, to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it. Over the weekend, did you see? I didn't even know this, by the way. I didn't even know it was planned, it was going to happen. I didn't know it. I only found out about it after the fact, as seemingly most people did. But the Patriotic Alliance hosted a rally their manifesto launch rally or sorts, whatever the rally was intended for, over the weekend at Orlando Stadium in Soweto. Now, Orlando Stadium is a reasonably sized stadium. It takes about, what, 32,000 people at most, I think. Um, And the Patriotic Alliance chose that particular stadium to host their rally at. If if, if there were more than 10 people in there, um, if there were more than 1,000 people in there, I think, it would be quite a large number because it looked like the stadium was entirely empty. It looked like a couple of hundred people scattered across the thousands of seats of the stadium rocked up in the blistering sun to celebrate the 10th year anniversary of, of Patriotic Alliance. And Gaten McKenzie on stage was jumping around once again, screaming xenophobic slurs. But that notwithstanding... By whatever measurement you want to measure this at, one cannot call that a successful rally, right? It wasn't. But why was it the case that it happened that way? Why did the Patriotic Alliance think they could fill up a stadium? Why didn't they do like the Democratic Alliance does and use Mary Fitzgerald Square here in Newtown, um, and, you know, Mary Fitzgerald Square in Newtown is not that big a venue, but if you fill it up, it looks like you're a formidable party. Right? The idea about filling up a venue, it must look like there was an interest in your event. Right? You would rather have a venue of 500 people filled up than you would have a venue of 5,000 people not filled up or only about 5% of the space filled up if it's a 5,000-seater venue. Right? The optics of these sort of things matter. This is why... Venues are chosen the way they have been. This is why, for instance, the ANC perhaps is reluctant to fill up the FNB stadium, right? Because they're not quite sure if they're really truly capable of being able to fill up Soccer City once again. They were able to at some point. They're not sure that they're able to right now. And if they were to attempt and fail at it, it would be a serious indictment on the support of the party. But what happened this weekend was a serious indictment on the support of the Patriotic Alliance. Did Gaten McKenzie and Kenukunene really believe they'll be able to fill up the stadium? That they really truly believe that organically? They don't even have to advertise it as, as Kenukunene claims? Or were they, as Kenukunene claims, sabotaged by opposition forces that threatened and extorted bus drivers from ferrying Patriotic Alliance from different provinces to Soweto on the day? And... You know, Kenikunene made a claim that their taxis, the taxis that they had organized, were even shot at. Is there any credence to that claim at all? Or is this a sobering moment for the party to realize that it's not what it is? It's not what it thinks it is. Did this moment inflate whatever delusions of grandeur Gaten McKenzie and Kenikunene have of themselves and of their place in the South African? electoral body politic. Which is it? I 
perhaps don't have a conclusive answer to it. But political commentator Lieto Ntoba is with us and may have an answer to that. Lieto, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Which is it? Um, I think um, Julius Malema had the answer for you, right? But he didn't give us a an order of magnitude. He said, if they ask me to start a party again, or if Floyd and them chase me out now, I'll go. I'll go back to my farm and they must never even come contact me again. Right, and we thought he was telling one of his quips and saying, "Ah, it's it's hard opening a political party." He even said, "I'm calling on Isma Khashule and his new party, telling him to take whatever resources he has left, buy a plot, get goats, and then stay out of the political game." And we we don't really consider the difficulty of being a small party in South Africa, right? We always keep like thinking about the ANC because it's this large established machine and we assume that a political party in South Africa is the ANC and every other political party looks and feels like the ANC whenever it comes time to campaign and get boots on the ground. And I think this is the saddest part is that if you're a small party, you have to start with the basics and not with the grand standing of saying, hey, we want foreigners out, we want the death penalty back. All of that fluff doesn't really get you seats in chairs or even votes in, in ballot boxes. And I think that's the lesson that was learned by the Patriotic Alliance and Gayton and McKenzie um, over the weekend. But did they truly, I mean, it, you, must, you must really be self-assured to say we're going to fill up a stadium, right? I mean... The EFF took it so serious, Julius was willing to expel members from the party and suspend people from their leadership positions just to demonstrate how serious they take filling up a stadium. And they have hundreds of people who are otherwise uh, leaders of, of the party in different uh, areas of, of, of the country are now no longer in those positions. They're fired from their municipal council jobs. They've been replaced. They no longer hold the branch positions they hold or whatever the case may be. That's how difficult it is to fill up a stadium. Kenny Kunen and Gaten McKenzie had a very laissez-faire approach to it. Did they truly, really believe that they were... They, if you were to put your mind, yourself in the mind of those people, do you think at the core of their hearts they believed they could fill up Orlando Stadium with the 30,000-plus people that the stadium requires to be filled up with? Um, yes, because remember, he, they, they, they have a very simplistic message that they thought would translate to the people they want voting for them, right? Um, Gaten McKenzie had punted it as the colored party. So how how hard it is how hard how hard is it to get thirty thousand colors? That's probably the question they ask themselves, right? <laughs> Look, I'm colored and I don't know thirty thousand colored people. I, that that's a tall ask. But Gaten McKenzie would claim he knows thirty thousand colors and all those thirty thousand colors love him. And colored people are just waiting to vote for the PA because they know it will part the Red Sea and deliver them to you know, colored excellence. So the 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 thinking was that was oh no, we could we can get a, we can get thirty thousand colored people to come fill up a stadium, and if we can't, we have people who are ready to come here. So he thought around the the country, if the call went out to the branches and to the officials 
of the Patriotic Alliance, not advertising it the way he should be doing it, the people would automatically come. Because that's what he sees from the ANC. The ANC says, Sianova really at this stadium. They come out magically, tons of blacks at the stadium. And he thought that would be the same thing. If I say something to my, to my people at the branches, magically colors would appear in Orlando Stadium. And I think that is his biggest problem. The machinery that is the ANC has lulled people into a false sense of security. And somebody like Julius Malema understood the mission and even understood to try and measure which wards he would lose in the next election. Right. So it, it wasn't even just about getting people to Orlando Stadium or, or FNB Stadium. It was about understanding where will we lose votes? Where do they like the person and not necessarily buy into the EFF message? They just wanted to vote for Oliver Dixon. They didn't want to vote for the EFF. It just came as a convenient package. And so those people were the people who, who had supposedly had branches but couldn't fill up buses. And so that was the biggest problem. Yeah. And the, the PA didn't understand any of that. Yeah. Optics in politics matters. When the EFF fills up a stadium, it looks like they're a formidable force. When the ANC fills up a stadium, it looks like they still are the ANC of the past. Um, when a, when either one of those parties fail, or any party fails for that matter, it, it one is quite it's quite clear to everybody else, this is not a horse worth backing. This is a dying horse. You would recall Musiwa Likwata hosting a rally somewhere in a village, and he couldn't even <laughs> fill up, quite literally, couldn't even fill up the space under a tree in the village, right? I, I think like 10 people rocked up, and there was enough shade for the entire village under that particular tree. It was quite clear there's nothing left to cope. Uh, and anyone who would have considered voting for cope may think, look, my vote's going to go wasted here because no one else is supporting this party. Um, that's why optics matter, right? It, 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 it gives, uh, you know, voters or prospective voters a sense of the impact uh, that the party they of their choosing may have on the electoral outcome or not. Has this been a defining moment for the electoral future of the Patriotic Alliance? Have people realized that, hold on, these people make a lot of noise, but it's not, it's not, quite clear whether this noise translates into anything. I thought about giving them my vote, but looks like I'm going to be alone here uh, or there's only a handful of us. Let me consider giving it to a bigger party, a more formidable party that closely aligns better with my politics. Uh, is, 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 is that how the South African voter truly thinks? And do they use the optics to make that sort of electoral calculation? Or is Gaten McKenzie and Kenny Kunene none the wise harmed by the v- visual failure of this weekend's rally? Um, it, it depends. It's glass half empty, glass half full kind of thing, right? You, you, you can even listen to their excuses. And I think that could lull them into a further disaster by them saying, yeah, no, the reason why we didn't have a red because they shot at the taxis. We don't know who, but yeah, they were shooting at the taxis and everyone just decided they're not coming because the taxis are being shot at. Or they could make the mathematics and say, Maybe there is a fatigue of people listening to Gaten saying we don't want foreigners here. We, we get it. What else do you want? Yeah. Right? Do we should we refresh the message? Is there stadium fatigue within the colored people? Colored people just don't like to go to stadiums, maybe, and gather around and wait for food parcels. Right? What are the incentives of people coming to us? Why why would thirty thousand of us gather to watch Gaten McKenzie? 
We get it. We know Gaten McKenzie. He's been, he's been talking on TV the whole time. Why do we need to go to a stadium to get there? Do they need to rework their communication strategy? But what made it worse were the excuses afterwards, right? If if, if you if you didn't get the message across, you should just come on and say, yeah, we didn't get the message to where it needed to, to go. It's the fault of the party, not the fault of the voters. And that would carry a whole lot more weight. But also, another thing, Maybe I did want to go to the rally. And then I thought to myself, am I colored enough to go to the rally, right? And that's what also the messaging that he puts forward, right? Um, for instance, I'm, I'm mixed heritage. Somewhere in my heritage, there's a Zambian there. And so I'm not fully South African in inverted commas. And so do I say, do the, will the xenophobia see me when I'm inside there? Will they, will they beat me if I'm Sutu? And so... All of these factors were not considered by the PA but, I mean, in their messaging. Gayton has in the past, right? And I mean in the past, I mean in the last 12 months or so, you would recall the press council uh, breakfast, the most recent one where Gayton McKenzie got to deliver a speech at. He made it quite clear that they have changed their direction as a party that was specifically an ethnic-based party around colored people and their politics and problems, and that they are a more broad-based party, you know, and and, and, and Kenny Kunene being a, a Sutu man from the Free State is kind of supposed to echo that that sort of sentiment. Um, and so they, they, they're going for a broad-based appeal. You can even hear his, 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 you know, even the sloganeering of the party is no longer just on Zbaiza needs, now also including Magahambe uh, as, as they become increasingly more xenophobic, and of course Magahambe being that this, the foreigners must leave Gaten jumping on stage like a teledubby screaming that out is sort of is an appeal to that broad-based uh, approach. Even in the broad-basedness, uh, surely there must be something there. No, listen, the, okay, the broad-basedness, you can't just go in front of white people at some press briefing and say, yeah, we are now inclusive of everyone. And to their detriment, somebody like Kenny Kunene and Gaten McKenzie both of them being from the free state, right, could at least show you that because there are parts of the the parts of the free state where Gaten McKenzie and Kenny Kunene come from have clearly demarcated colored and black areas. You could literally draw a line between the colored and black areas, right? Yeah. And where they would start to to have mini rallies or start to talk to the people, they would literally have to walk across an imaginary line and start talking to the blacks the way they talk to the colors. Everywhere they've gone is still what the apartheid era government would have classified as colored areas. And so what does that mean? They only have counselors in colored areas. They don't recruit people from black areas or so-called black areas and yeah. so you you can say we are broad-based like me and you now oliver can say we are international we are talking to people in finland we can pretend we're talking to people in finland but we know we're talking to people in south africa yeah yeah let's talk about the electoral fortunes of of, of the patriotic alliance and how it translates now and whether or not uh the past weekend will change how they campaign for the next eight months in 2014, the Patriotic Alliance participate, participated in their first national government election. They were able to get 13,200 votes in that particular election. In the last election, 2019, the national government election over there, they did worse than in 2014. In 2019, they only got 6,600 uh, votes nationally in the national government election. 
which results are they closely going to approximate in the 2023 elect 2024 elections they are probably about to match the last one or get less because here's the their biggest problem right with electioneering in South Africa, it's more about visibility, presence, and understanding. So the, even, even if it's about misunderstanding, the more we hear you, the more we misunderstand your points. But at the very least, we are hearing your points, right? Yeah. And that can happen with the ANC. It happens with the EFF. And to some degree, it happens with the DA, right? We've, we've sort of misunderstood whatever they're saying about their, their, their manifestos, but at least we've heard it. And so that's why they get the lion's share of the vote. The problem with the smaller parties is they want to shout at, at the big parties and, and howl at the parties that are, that are going past instead of doing the internal work it takes to building a party, right? At the moment, you've never seen UDM boots on the ground. So it's not just a patriotic alliance problem. You've, ne you've never seen somebody in a UDM shirt. You've never seen somebody talking about the UDM in the taxi. Nothing. But people in the KZN have heard each other talking about the IFP, but it doesn't translate outside uh, outside the, 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 the area of the KZN. And so the biggest problem of these parties is they are deeply localized. And where they win locally, in the areas they win, they win well, and then don't win at all everywhere else. And they don't target whatever everywhere else translates to because they don't yeah. translate well outside the communities that love them most. And that's where they can't campaign, have chosen not to campaign, even in these elections. Yeah, about the rally on the weekend, somebody on WhatsApp says to me, what if the target markets of supporters have jobs and the jobs don't allow them to go because they don't have time? That's to the rally on the weekend. Yeah. It could be that, but it could just be that nobody supports the PA. Because who's who's working, who's who's in love with their job so much they go there on the weekend? People who are and required all to all of go. them. <laughs> all of so 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 all PA, of your party. So, so PA if, voters so now are employed. Know the strategy. So PA voters are uh, employed, but EFF voters are not employed. Or DA voters yeah. are not employed because DA voters rock up to rallies. And ANC ones. No, no. The biggest problem is now we have the strategy to defeat the PA next year. Cyril must just put the election on Saturday and they won't come. They'll be at their job, apparently. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm taking your reactions. Give me a call, 86 We're going to take a break on the other side of this. We continue the conversation. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. We are going to bring conscription back. When you reach the age of 18 years old, you will go to the army, you will go and learn a skill, you will learn a skill, you will not be paid 350 to sit at home and act like there's something wrong with you. He believes that. Come next year. Yeah, Leto, does that sort of political rhetoric have a place today? I don't know if it does. Because nobody, not all of us want to go to the army. Not even when they had conscription way back then, none of the people that went to the army wanted to go to the army. Voluntary. They went because the government, yes, because they were being forced to go. Nobody wants to go to the army. Take me to the career that best fits me. If I want to be a police officer, 
Don't conscript me to being a police officer. Make it easier. Make a route for me to being a police officer easier. Take away these um, minimum requirements of tattoos and being able to, okay, but, but you, to do all of these other things. You may calculate it like that, but does the average South Afri- unemployed South African voter think of it in that way? Or do they think, ah, 350, I'd rather go to the army and receive more money. I'd rather be conscripted into the army. They may not even think of it as conscription. They may just think of it as a job that you are given and you get to take it. Uh, surely there must be some sort of resonance with some South Africans, that sort of political rhetoric. But Oliver, this is the thing. We 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 take South Africans and put them in places they don't want to be. Ne? They do a bad job. We go and we complain. And we say, ha, ah, but these guys are corrupt. They're asking us for cool drink. They're asking us for bribes. But then that person never wanted to be that in the first place. They're there because they're collecting a salary, right? The people who are passionate about the job don't get to the job because they're being prohibited from getting there, right? I had I had a couple of people here in Belkom apply for jobs to be police officers, only to be turned down up, up until the point they were, they were past 35. So there is no unemployment problem. There's a lack of trying to hire these people problem. And so the the South African politician must understand that we need will, the will to hire people before we start talking about conscription. You need to you need to be willing to hire people. And the problem is the public wage bill, right? And when discussing that, it's hard to discuss it at the level it needs to be discussed at. That some district manager is earning two million rand, and that's the person who's draining the public wage bill, not the person who's coming in at entry level being a constable at, at a police station. But yeah. who's getting cut is the constables at the police station, who most likely would be a young person anyway. Yeah. But then with the discussion isn't there because people think being a director in a government department is the same as being a CEO in a multi in a multi-million dollar multi, uh, multinational company in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this evening once again, man. Thank you so much for your insights. I'm taking your reactions to this. Give me a call 86 Will the Patriotic Alliance electoral fortunes change this time around? Will they at least get a seat in Parliament, at minimum? Or do you think that they have no national political uh, prospects that are formidable and to be taken serious? We're going to discuss that on the other side of this on the open line. We'll also discuss everything else that you want to talk about. It's a minute after 11 o'clock. Let's take your final news bulletin.